3: The Sacramento Kings home court advantage and in arena environment during the playoffs was incredible. So much so that the NBA clearly wants to showcase it this season with the amount of national TV games here in Sacramento. But how can Kings fans take it to another level? How do the Sacramento Kings plan on building on last season's in arena festivities? The MC and one of the masterminds behind the Kings in game entertainment, Scott Freshhour, joins me to discuss that right here on Locked on Kings. Hello and welcome to Locked on Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all season long. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code Locked On NBA for $20 off your first purchase. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I'm a Sacramento sports anchor and reporter for ABC10 News. And I have been a fan of Scott Fra- Fresh Hours and lucky enough to call myself a friend of Scott Fresh Hours for, uh, for many years now. Uh, fresh has been the MC for the Sacramento Kings since I was a, a, a kid or a, maybe like a teenager essentially. Uh, and he does such a phenomenal job. He's the voice you hear. Not, it's not Scott Moak, which is the voice you hear at the beginning of, of the podcast and the guy who does the intros and announces the names after every basket made, but Scott fresh is the MC, the guy who, before the game hypes you up before the fourth quarter hypes you up, uh, who's in, in charge of the in game entertainment. Uh, you'll recognize his voice. You'll recognize his face, especially if you're free, uh, frequent Sacramento Kings games, and he's truly one of the best in the business. And I'm not just saying that because of my Sacramento bias and 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 him being my friend. Like the the NBA invites him and many of the Kings in arena entertainment staff. To help them with all-star festivities every single year because they're just that good. We're really spoiled with our in-arena festivities here in Sacramento because of guys like Scott Freshour, and uh, so I, I love to have him on. Love to be able to talk to him. Uh, in fact, the the first time I ever met Scott Freshour was when I was in college and he was uh, helping um, with a uh, an international team that was in town and they came and practiced at our um, at our gym. And I met him there and got to chat with him there. And we've been friends uh, ever since. And he's just an incredible guy and does such an amazing job with the in arena entertainment. So I thought, you know what, let's have him on the podcast. Let's talk about because he also grew up a diehard fan of the Sacramento Kings. So let's talk about what his experience was like seeing during the playoffs last year and getting to experience that for the first time with all of us. And then let's talk a little bit about what we should expect from the, the home court advantage from the Sacramento Kings this year and and uh, what they have in the works for this season for anybody who's who's going to be going to games. It's a really fun, really interesting conversation. Get us hyped up and get us ready for next Friday, which of course is the Kings home opener against the Golden State Warriors. Uh, so I, I hope you'll enjoy this conversation. So here is the MC of the Sacramento Kings, Scott Freshour. I'd say I'm a little biased that I'm talking to the number one MC in all of the NBA, but I think the NBA agrees with me because year after year, they got Scott Freshour over at the NBA All-Star festivities doing his thing. We're lucky enough to have him in Sacramento, and he adds to the atmosphere inside the Golden One Center and, of course, formerly in Arco Arena uh, that that makes the Sacramento home court advantage so special. And Fresh. What I also love about you, my man, is you're like me. You're like us. You grew up a diehard fan of the Sacramento Kings. You grew up here in Sacramento, so you're working for uh, the team that you love. So I know it meant even more to you to do a playoff game here in Sacramento for the first time in a long time. Let's start there, my man. Game one, Golden oh. One Center. What were the vibes like that day for you? Because it was a special day for all of us.
0: Matt, that was really kind, first of all, to, to say all those nice things about me. But uh, I've never experienced anything like that. I, I mean, the only thing I can come close to comparing it to is, like, attending a WrestleMania. But I was, like, a spectator at some of those bigger events. Like, I've never been able to be, like, a part of that energy. So there's no comparing. Like, I, I honestly think that those were probably the most fun games I've ever been a part of. It might be the highlight of my life, to be completely honest. No offense to my kids. But uh, <laughs> it, it was... I can't even explain it, man. And um, look, I don't want this to sound braggadocious in any kind of way because, because you kind of mentioned it earlier. You know, I've emceed at eight NBA All-Star weekends, man. I've done USA Basketball. I've done Formula One. I've done World Rugby. I've done all these spectacular events. But my resume was always missing a playoff game. I've never done a playoff game. And that was... The only thing I had left on my bucket list was I need to see a playoff game in Sacramento. And I mean, last year was interesting. I don't know if we were all excited, but I don't think we truly believed that we were a playoff team. until we sat and got that playoff game. And so when that happened, man, it was. Dude, I felt like I felt like a rock star going out before the game. Like I had like my head down in the back, just like I'm ready to go. I can't wait. I just remember jumping on that court, and it was just, it was 100% adrenaline and energy, and 100% authentic. That was, I I literally can't like put it into words. It is a, it is a top moment for me. And uh, dude, I want to do it again, man. I got a little taste, man, and I got a hunger now. I need to see some more playoff games.
3: So. Fresh is a huge wrestling guy, as I am. And you can hear every once in a while, he'll have his Chris Jericho, Drink It In Man. And the wrestling world works his way into his emceeing, which I absolutely love and adore <laughs> Fresh. But the, the term that Triple H uses a lot when they talk about WrestleMania and those pops and those moments is chasing the dragon. Yeah. So that was that was that dragon moment uh, for everybody. Because yes. even, even from a media standpoint, like I'm sitting in a press box area where I can't cheer, but I can still take in the scene around me. You're at the center of it. Just like when you envision the playoffs and I even think back to like Arco arena was so special in so many ways that when we came into the golden one center, it was bigger. It was a new building, but we're wondering, would it feel the same when we got to that moment experiencing it in the brand new golden one center? Did it, did it meet expectations, exceed expectations? What was that for you?
0: I think it exceeded it, dude. Um, beginning of my career, I wasn't emceeing. I was, kind of a stage manager helping out the department, the entertainment department, and uh so I was able to be there for the Kings in the Spurs and the Kings in the Sonics. I think it might have been Sonics first, Spurs second, but I got a little taste, and I used to come as a fan too prior to that, and so like I knew the energy, and I was always kind of like, well, you know, it was the acoustics of that building that made it feel so like you were on top of the action. Uh, dude, it felt like it felt kind of better i don't know how to explain i don't want to show any disrespect to arco or anything like that but man the fans were on their feet prior to the team even running out onto the court for just for for warm-ups and uh dude it was like a solid like 20 minutes before the team came out it felt like it just i can't put anything into words it was spectacular man and from somebody who works on the other side of the entertainment department some of the off-camera stuff uh, i work as a producer and kind of throw out creative ideas and stuff to have all those little toys that we have now the giant screen the ribbons mm. you know improved everything you know arco was was classic but it was <laughs> it was in <Dated>. most <laughs> up-to-date building and so for us to kind of have all these tricks and toys and use them Uh, In a playoff environment, it was spectacular. But really, I kind of kept making this point as like a joke to everybody. I said, we could literally do nothing from an entertainment or presentation standpoint. We could not even play music in the place. It would just be rocking the entire night. That's how incredible Kings fans are. Like, we kind of joke, like, we don't, do we even need to be here? Like, Mm -hmm. they're just going to be wild without us.
3: Um, And they brought it, man. Well, it's a perfect marriage too, because the Kings fans always bring that that energy that we know and love. But also, like, I'm I'm starting to experience this more with going to different events and starting to travel, not with the team, but follow the team a little bit more and experience other arenas. And they're gorgeous arenas across the uh, across the country. But the entertainment there is just different from Sacramento. It doesn't mean it's necessarily worse or better in any kind of way. It's just different. Like Sacramento's entertainment, what you guys and your team does. You just bring a different energy, bring a different vibe, bring a different feel from what you do, what Scott Moak does, just the in-game entertainment teams, halftime, uh, the video packages, everything just Kings is very unique. And Incredibly. we've, we've heard players talk about like they've, they've shared with us when other players have come into town comments that they've gotten like, wow, what you guys are doing here is amazing. The fans here are amazing. Anything like that. Have you gotten from working with other entertainment teams or just talking with people who come in out of town? Have you gotten like a wow, Sacramento, like games here are just different. You guys are doing an amazing job.
0: Yeah. And we were getting those comments even when we were bottom of the Western conference. We, you know, it's not uncommon for NBA entertainment production teams, which are usually five to six people to go and see other venues. So I've been very blessed to go see other buildings and, you know, they get to come here and we have a relationship with all these guys uh, and they're always blown away specifically by how the fans are engaged the entire time. And that's just, just a credit to how great Kings fans are. Um, I think one thing that definitely helps us in that realm is that our group of in the entertainment department we've been together for 20 years. I'm the newest guy on the team and this is my 19th season. So like, we're all Kings fans. That's the thing. Like a lot of other teams um, and this is no disrespect. They just, you know, there's some turnover and you get a guy from New York, uh, you know, doing the games in Utah. You have the guy from new Orleans, you know, he went up to Detroit and then he went over to Denver. So like they're kind of bringing their show that they remember to these different venues and while it's great entertainment, like I just it's just not connecting. And I think it helps with us here in Sacramento because all of us that work here are Kings fans. We all grew up Kings fans. We're passionate about making sure what we give to people is what they want. We want to make sure that they're engaged and having fun. So it's it's very personal to us. It's not just a job where we clock in and out like we all have a very strong desire to be not only the best, but to do this for the Kings fans, because again, our group has been here for 20 years. So, I mean, we've been through relocations, we've been through lockouts, we've been through new arenas. So our group has been through a lot of stuff together and we're very thankful to our fans that have continued to stay supportive throughout all of these years. So like, I think that we just have a little bit of extra incentive to make sure that we're doing something a little bit special. I also think that, just because we've all been here for so long like some teams have you know like a new crew every two or three years there's a new mc every other season and sometimes even a new mascot different music coordinators and so like they're always trying to get on the same level but like man slamson is one of my best friends in real <laughs> life like yeah these are some of my favorite people that i work with Maine, who's a stage manager has been here for 20 years my best friend like if I could hang out with people, I would hang out with my coworkers. And I think that's what makes us different and special here in Sacramento.
3: Today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. I'm so glad BetterHelp is back as a sponsor because therapy is something that is very, very important to me. Mental health is something that is being given more and more attention and more and more importance and rightfully so, and not just in the regular world, but even in the world of professional sports, right? You see mental health being taken very, very seriously around the NBA and around all of our major uh, sports leagues. And that's because mental health is crucial. And a lot of times it goes unappreciated or unnoticed or uh, you you never know what somebody is going through, and everybody is going through something. That's why seeing therapy uh, is so important because many people might feel the way that I felt before I started seeing my therapist, who I've been seeing for for nearly three years now. Like my problems aren't big enough for therapy. Like I'm 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 fine. I don't have like this these severe depression issues or addiction or anything like that. Like I, I don't have that. So my problems aren't big enough for therapy. I can figure them out on my own. Uh, there's been kind of that negative stigma around therapy. And and I know I experienced that, but Every single person has problems and issues that they need to unpack and they need someone to talk to about. And that's what therapists are there for. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash nba today to get 10% off of your first month. That's BetterHelp. Help A E L P dot com slash locked on NBA. What is one of, if you can limit it down to one, your favorite things that you do? And I'll give you like two two of the favorite things that you do semi-regularly one thing you do every single game which I love which is the fourth quarter pump up just the just the, how the fans respond to that slams and coming out on stilts with the sign and uh and and of course how you bring uh the energy to that like the fourth quarter pump up is something that I think is very unique because every every team kind of fires you up for cl- cl- uh clutch time but regardless of what the score is the Kings could be down 20 and that fourth quarter pump up really brings a lot of energy that's one of my favorite things and then of course I'm a sucker for baby races I love the baby races anytime you bring the baby races to town so what are are some of the favorite things, or if there's like a favorite thing or two that when you know, okay, I'm doing this, it's it's time to do this, or we're doing this tonight, it, it makes you the most excited for a Kings game.
0: Sure, man. I mean, well, you kind of touched on it earlier, the, the dorkiness of both of us that still really enjoy professional wrestling. The Those two moments that you talked about, well, you talked about the fourth quarter pump up, which is kind of, it kind of has the same verbiage. I'd say sometimes they change a little word here and there. But even at tip-off i like doing that who's ready for some kings basketball and like dude that's 100 me channeling wwe you know they all have catchphrases and mm-hmm. you know for years didn't really have a catchphrase or anything like that and so i just you know the crowd responded to that tip off of who's ready for some kings basketball so i continued to continue to do that and that's a really fun i get really excited for those because in my mind i'm accomplishing exactly my dream is and i'm a pro wrestler when i go out there and do that stuff uh so i get hyped about those two moments specifically um i love the baby races um jeez louise what a tough question what other things do i get really excited about oh, honestly it's just kind of hanging out before the games and seeing everybody like I don't know like if you if you worked at a, at, a, at a different job and you're going to see your coworkers and stuff you're just like hey right, good to see you let's let's get our shift done. Hmm. It just feels like every game day like it's like hey Matt George what's up give you a hug. <laughs> hey Deuce, what's going on I'm going to give you a hug. I can't wait to see what's up Katie. It, it just it's every every game day you get to see your friends which is hmm. really fun. So for me personally to be able to a work with people I like People that I think are wonderful human beings is is incredible, and also seeing all the Kings fans walking on the concourse, I, I I guess I in my own mind, I don't hype myself up a lot. If that makes sense, yeah. When anybody's like, I want to take a picture with you, or dude, you're really good. I I just it's kind of, it's like almost like I can't accept the like the kind words. Mm-hmm. I think it's incredible to hear, but mm-hmm. uh it kind of blows me away because in my mind I'm just a kid from the forest that grew up a Kings fan that gets to hang out and and be a part of this stuff. So I really look forward to those. Baby races is always fun. I do want to let you know that we are expanding the baby races this year to be in its entire halftime. So they're going to get their own introductions. They're going to come out of the tunnel with a little bit of smoke, a little bit of their own walkout music, and then we're going to turn it into a a bigger thing than just a quick timeout. So uh, those are always going to be fun, man.
3: So I'm glad you brought that up because molding the worlds of of wrestling and basketball i don't know if this could ever happen because it would affect nba's timing and and you get to have to get the players involved in it but if there was ever an opportunity one night a year to have players come out to their own entrances or like the starting five, just change the starting five up, let the players pick their songs and have their music hit or even play different WWE themes for them and let them come out. I have no idea if the players would ever sign off on this. This is a question that I actually got to ask the Miz one time, just how, how much better would professional sports be if players were allowed to have their own entrances? I think it would pop. I think it would be amazing.
0: Absolutely, dude, and that'd be cool. You just get the, it, it just kind of helps give them a little bit more of their own identity. It's exactly who they are. It helps build the character around them, man. And, and if any time our, our players can show personality and that side of themselves to the fans, it only brings them closer to this team, man. Like, so more personality, more often. I'm down for it.
3: Well, I got to ask you about the beam, of course, going back to last year from where it started to what it's become and really taken the world by storm to the point that I I imagine it's almost like a term of endearment when you see other teams making their own fake beams when they beat the Sacramento Kings. It's like, okay, we've got something here. It's getting under their skin a little bit. But just from your perspective, how the beam came about to the rise of the beam to what it is today, how fulfilling is that when an idea just strikes gold?
0: Dude, Matt, I got to tell you, dude. The man who came up with the idea is Maurice Brazelton. Hello. He's the vice president of entertainment. He's been my boss for 19 years. He's the reason I, I'm i not going anywhere because I love working with him. Uh, and he's actually walking by right now. Hey, what's <laughs> up, Mo? Uh, but he's had the beam idea for like six, seven years. And like we have a ton of creative sessions during the offseason. And like the amount of ideas that we come up with is Gargantuan, dude, Mm. and the hard part is going through and saying, "Okay, well, we can only do about three or four of these things." Mm. So the beam is something that Mo has been talking about in these creative meetings forever, and it's always kind of been this like, "Ah, that's nah." We don't know if we really like that idea. Like, it's just kind of been one of those ideas that kind of falls onto the cutting, what the cutting room floor, one of those things. And so, like, could you imagine if we did the beam five years ago, six years ago? it might've turned into a gigantic joke. Yeah. For some reason it got pushed through last year. Right. And it just happened to be our most successful season in 16, 17 years. So like it was very serendipitous and almost meant to be that for some reason, the beam got brought in last year and, I mean, going into the season, we were always optimistic, but who knew that last season was going to be what it was? And so having the beam, you know, I, I don't know if you recall, like, we shot it off a few times in the beginning of the year, and people thought it was aliens, they thought it was UFOs. <laughs> Nobody yeah. knew what it was until the players got behind it. As mm-hmm. soon as the players started supporting it and wanting to hit that button, that's when the beam became a thing. The Kings players could have easily been like, Yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't. don't worry about that you know we're going back to our locker room but because they got behind it it kind of became our rally call like it's kind of like our you know like our our beating drums before battle or you know it's it's just our calling card now and so it's really awesome that it went from an idea that had kind of been recycled a few times and we didn't know if it was ever going to take off Bro, it just worked out so perfectly that the year that we did it was the year that they went to the playoffs. And now it's become an identity for this team. And, hey, it's it's great, man. Like, there's no mistakes in this universe. And so I just have to think maybe, uh, maybe divine intervention took place and, and the beam came our thing.
3: Well, Kings fans are looking forward to seeing it again. And of course, the home opener this year against the Golden State Warriors, same thing as the playoffs, which uh, I know you're chomping at the bit for. I don't want any spoilers fresh because I even 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 though I'm working, I want to enjoy the festivities with everybody. But without giving us who might be performing or what you guys might be doing, what's going on? Like what what should we expect from opening night tonight? The first opening night after the Sacramento Kings made the playoffs and a lot I think
0: you're going to see the star of the show and that's Kings fans. I think they are truly fired up now. They've always been fired up, but now they have they have substance. Like mm-hmm. this is a team that everyone can get behind and they're getting their wins. So like here's my spoiler, the Kings fans are going to be the superstars this season, man, and not just opening night. I think every single game is going to have a big game feel. And I kind of said it earlier, like, you know, we were watching this team win last year. We were watching them be, you know, the third seed. We're really excited to see, can they pull this off? Like, are they going to go to the playoffs? Or are they going to go to the play-in? Like, there was all that stuff right before the playoffs. I think having those playoff games cemented the fact that, yep, this is a real legit squad right here. And so, like, dude, I think this season, like, your Tuesday night games versus the San Antonio Spurs or, like, they're going to feel like it felt back in 2001, 2002, where everybody was into every single minute of every single game. And I think you can look to the evidence of our preseason game we had it on Monday. Dude, that was a Monday night. Was it Monday or Sunday? Or was it Saturday? I can't remember. We played the Warriors in preseason a couple days right. ago. and. Dude, the place was sold out. Mm -hmm. They were on their feet the entire night like it was a regular season. When have you ever seen a preseason game have that much fire from an audience? The answer is probably never. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I'm really hyped to see the fans bring that energy every single night. Because like we said, man, I'm chasing that playoff high again, man. I need to see it again. And I feel like every game this year is going to have that same vibe. <clears throat> but if you want some spoilers for opening night, I can't give you too many. Uh, I just know that there's going to be an awesome halftime. I know the energy is going to be rocking. There's going to be some sort of a giveaway, whether it's T-shirts. It's We're going to bring it.
1: We're I love it. it.
3: I'm excited. Well, and it's of course extra special because once again, it's against the Warriors. And even before the the Kings were in this spot, like you you've done these bits before with Lakers and Warriors games, like bandwagon fans. Then you've done my favorite <laughs> bit is the the trash and recycling bit, where you're recycling bottles, landfill, and then you take the jersey and throw it in the trash. The opposing, which I I love. I'm sure it triggers fans, which it all. So Matt, I do have it.
0: one spoiler I can give you. Okay, we have partnered with a large tech company, and I won't say who. But we are now basically able to use Snapchat filters on our cameras for fan cams. And one of the things that we have this year is we're able to now superimpose an overlay of a King's jersey on anybody wearing anything. So now when you have Warriors fans or Lakers fans or any of those pleasant kind of fans, when we put them on camera, they're now going to be in King's gear. They're not going to be Warriors or Lakers. Brilliant that's one way we're going to get around it. And that's a little bit of a spoiler for the season and for some of the fun stuff we have going on, but yeah, brilliant.
3: I love that. Well, bro, we love to troll. Like I said, at the top of the show, today's episode of the lockdown Kings podcast is also brought to you by game time. This is the app that you should be using all season long, truly all year long period to pay and get your tickets to all of your events, whether it's Sacramento Kings games, sporting events, theater, uh, concerts, whatever it may be, game time is perfect for you uh, because they have these last minute flash deals that just cannot be beaten. Uh, so the closer you buy your tickets to the event, the better deals that you're likely to find. Uh, and on top of that, they make the process of buying tickets and, and making sure you can get your, to, uh, your event as stress-free as possible. They have tickets and deals on tickets right up to the start of the event, even like an hour after it starts. So if you really are like, Go into the arena and you decide last minute, hey, I'm going to the Kings game tonight. And you roll up and tip off's is about to happen. Hey, you can hop on the app, get your tickets right then and there, uh, and you'll get incredible deals uh, that you just cannot be beat. The game time guarantee also means that you'll get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section in a row for less on another app, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets With GameTime, download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed.
1: This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. Sometimes you and I need that kind of support too. think of State Farm like a pivotal team player when you need help protecting the things that matter most. Remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
3: Before we get to the actual game, I'm going to ask the players this because I asked them before the playoffs last year and they, they kind of like were dismissing it like, no, not really. Do you think we have a we have a NorCal rivalry now, like a legit Kings Warriors rivalry now, or do we need to see more?
0: I think the players are focused on their own thing, man. I mean, I I love that. They're locked into the next game, their next opponent. I would say that personally, I think there might be a little bit of a rivalry. Uh, And I think it started basically when Dub Nation took off, right? Mm -hmm. Like, dude, the last 30 years, nobody's ever been a Warriors fan. when I was (laughs) growing up. You were a Kings fan or a Lakers fan, and there was no in between. Nobody mm-hmm. talked about the Clippers, and definitely nobody talked about the Warriors, dude. And suddenly, when the Warriors got good what is it, eight, nine years ago? Man, I'd be going to Home Depot, I'd see Warriors gear, I would be going to the mall, Warriors gear. Everybody was a Warriors fan. Suddenly, everybody was talking about, No, nah, we're East Bay, we rep it. I'm like, You've never repped it. <laughs> never. <laughs> So I've been a little bit bitter at the Golden State Warriors because, dude, they came out of nowhere and suddenly everyone was a Warriors fan, and that kind of that kind of irked me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me, I've been salty towards the Warriors for quite a while, uh, even to the point where I would get permission from the leadership of our company to say, like, can I call their fans bandwagon on the microphone? Because I definitely want to. And they totally supported that kind of stuff. Uh, what eventually has happened, though, similar to like Kobe Bryant, my respect for the warriors has grown of since course. you know they kind of became the super team like i can't say a bad word about steph curry man anybody who is encountered steph he's that kind of guy off the camera he's a superhuman what a wonderful guy i have respect for them so like i i it might be a healthy rivalry mm-hmm. but i don't think there's like bad blood like we want to like go at it like this um I think it's worth watching. I am bummed that there's not going to be any Draymond for opening night. I heard he's out for a little while. Mm-hmm. I think that 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 him and Kings fans was pretty entertaining to watch. So I am bummed that they won't he won't be there. And and actually, we might not see him at all this season. Right? Like I think he's out for close to a month, and we play the Warriors basically a lot in the first month. Right. So we might skip that. But I'd say it's a healthy competition
3: right now. Uh,
0: personally, it's a rivalry just because I'm just so mad at all those warriors fans I saw walking around Sacramento out of, out of nowhere.
3: See, I think what makes it the rivalry is the fans and the fact that and there's no problem with this. I don't blame them at all. But the amount of kind of fans from the Bay who who moved up to Sacramento during kind of the, the COVID times and a lot of kind of the migration. And, and now there's a healthy amount of Warrior fans here, just like, of course, Kings fans have come back roaring. So I think it's great. I think it's great for the league. I think the league wants to showcase it. And that leads to kind of my yeah. final question for you, Fresh, is. Like the amount of national TV games that the Kings have this season and the vast majority of them, I think like 20-something, like 22 of them or something like that, are in Sacramento. Like it's clear to me the league wants to showcase the beam, wants to showcase the fan base. Like this is what David Stern fought for in in keeping the Kings in Sacramento was to have that moment in the Golden 1 Center last year of of Doko being packed, the Golden 1 Center being packed, and that atmosphere being finally showcased. So the NBA is jumping onto it. Just from your perspective, like how cool is that to you to know that that the NBA wants to showcase what we've been doing and what we, we know we've had forever, but now there's just a winning team next to it?
0: It's validating, man. And it's validation that something right is happening here in Sacramento. Like I said earlier, the Kings fans are the star of the show. And that's why they want to be in this building, because they want to see that crowd interaction, just like pro wrestling, man. Like when you watch wrestling and the crowd's just kind of sitting there, not doing anything. I I don't know. It kind of takes away a little bit, but when wrestling fans and sports fans are reacting and getting so overly excited for everything, it makes for good television. And I think that's why they keep, they're going to be coming to Sacramento because it's not totally common to see fans going nuts all the time for regular season games and, dude, you've seen other teams have playoff games, and it's just like, is the crowd into this? Are, are they even excited to be here? The crowd is going to be the star of this show, and that's why all these national TV uh, coverage is happening this year. Um, and, dude, it, it does feel good, man. Like, this job has always been fun. Don't, mm-hmm. don't get it wrong. But, you know, those losing seasons, you know, sometimes you walk out of the building, especially me, like I push – I exert a lot of my energy and my soul out when I, when I'm doing those pump ups, I'm not just reciting lines. Like I'm, I'm saying it with my chest. Cause like I want to influence the energy in that arena so that we can win. Uh, and there are so many times that, you know, we give our heart and soul and then you walk out with your kind of head down like, dang, I really wanted to win that game or dang, you know, like we're, we're not going to be on TV this year. And so like those little things kind of sit in the back of your brain And for us now to have national TV coverage and, you know, people want to come to see the Kings, it's very validating, man. It feels really cool. And I can't tell you how excited I am for this chapter
3: this year. All right, I'm going to sneak in one more. I lied because more, going, more, the more the merrier, buddy. Going back to the WWE thing, we just had SmackDown here in Sacramento, so it might be a while before we can do this. But next time, I, I want the WWE to come back to Sacramento during the King season so that we can get some WWE guests to join us at a game or two. But if you had your choice of whether it's active roster or legends or whatever, a, a, a WWE superstar that could join you for like a pump up or could cut a promo at center court, who's that guy? Or girl. Actually, thought about this, dude. You know, I've thought about this,
0: and honestly, like you've seen this, you've seen this before. We've seen Ric Flair at the Lakers. Mm -hmm. You've seen Undertaker. I think he did some stuff with Cleveland a couple years ago. Uh, And the most recent one was Triple H showing up. Uh, I think it was a Philadelphia game, and he did the whole "Are you ready?" Like, I try to think who would. I can't use those guys because they've been used, right? Part of me thinks Stone Cold Steve Austin would be the most awesome guy to have out here. Like, imagine him, you know, up on that stage that we have in the grand entrance, smashing a few beers and (laughs) pouring them down. He's spilling beer all over people. I think Stone Cold Steve Austin would get our crowd going, although he has no Northern California connections. That's my only issue. Like, he's a Texas guy, Mm. which leads me to who I think might be the most realistic option. And they're from the bay and i know that there's that warriors thing but like i think the bloodline would be epic mm. dude like imagine roman the usos i know they're doing their own thing solo like the bloodline showing up and doing some sort of a killer pump up or, or anything i think would have an epic feel to it um i don't know if he's quite known as well to the novice nba fan but la night too would would cut oh, one yeah. hell of a promo And I have been getting challenged by many fans to uh, incorporate a little L.A. night into the game. And so I'm considering doing a, hey, Kings fans, let me talk to you. I'd, I'd pop i'd pop i'd pop it i'd pop every time if for that. You popped, then i would be happy because i love doing those little things that people are like oh shoot i know what he's talking
3: about but. you look up to the concourse you'll see me and deuce deuce and i will always pop for that kind of stuff damian barling from 1320 yep, yep. would always pop for that too but no i i tell you what i'd pop for the usos because the usos are my guys man so if the usos came out the uso music hits because i think the usos have the best theme uh in the wwe right now do. they just and, that, and they're
0: san francisco guys and yep. they I do. They do follow me on Twitter. So, like, I'm thinking about calling in some favors this year. I'm also homies with Maxine Dupree, so I wouldn't mind getting Alpha Academy
3: out here hitting the (laughs) shoes. I'm in. I'm in. And and like, the I'm I'm. This is getting way off the rails now. I don't even care. (laughs) Like, the Miz is such a a favorite of mine too, because he's so good on the mic and he's such a character, and his story is so amazing too. But I know he's a big Cleveland guy, so I was like, that ah, would never work because he's going to be – he'd he'd end up cutting a promo about – although if the Kings were playing the Cavs and to have Whoa. the Miz in town and for him to go full heel in front of the Kings fans would be and amazing. And then slams and closes
0: out the promo with a chair to the back oh, or something. Perfect. Perfection.
3: There's mm. just so much – incorporate more wrestling into professional sports is what I'm saying because it <laughs> would – It's always a home run, dude. Well, who
0: would you think? Who would you think actually would be the best wrestler appearance <laughs>
3: I, I like see i would i would pop for the uses i think stone cold is great because i think stone cold's music could hit and mm-hmm. everybody would kind of just pop just for the music alone and immediately start looking around i mean the rock is a total dream but there's zero ties whatsoever but the rock is showing up in sacramento for no and reason i think Hell- he might
0: charge a little bit more than some of the eh, other guys
3: just a little bit just a little bit <laughs> uh, any if it's any because la- uh, a while ago you guys had um you had a couple of wrestlers that did it. Apollo Cruz and then who was it? Uh my buddy
0: Mojo yeah, Raleigh.
3: Yeah, Mojo Raleigh. And even like even doesn't matter just having WWE guys uh every once in a while coming out to do it. I just think it's fun. And I think they'd want to be a part of that because they love that pop and everything too. So I love what you guys do. I love the uh, just the different elements that you bring uh, into Kings games every single year. So it's it scratches that fan itch of me that I, I still get to go and attend and experience that even from a media perspective, but to enjoy what you guys do. So Fresh, thank you for all that you bring for your entire team, the amazing group that you guys have. I can't wait for opening night, not just for King's season to return, uh, but to see what you guys have in store. So uh, I can't wait and have a great season and hope we are able to do this again.
0: Always a pleasure, Matt. It's been awesome watching you grow and rise, man. I knew you back when you were just a little guy trying to get in the business, buddy. <laughs> and it's it's really awesome to see how far you've come, man. Keep it going. To the moon, baby. Appreciate that.
3: Huge thank you to Fresh for making time for me right before the season starts here on the Locked on Kings podcast. Love talking to him. I know it's a little bit of a different episode here uh, in the preseason, less of a basketball focus, more of an entertainment focus. But to those of you who frequent Sacramento Kings games or have gone to a Kings game or two before, you know uh, how amazing that in-game and entertainment environment uh, is. And for those of you who have never experienced Kings basketball before, you need to come and just not just watch this team in person you need to experience what Scott Freshour, Scott Moke uh, Mo and the slams into the rest of that amazing entertainment team does because they truly keep you entertained buzzing high energy and having fun all night long I'm I'm not just biased when I say I, I think they're the best in the league they're just incredible and I have not seen a in arena and ent- environment entertainment team quite like them anywhere else that I've gone in any major sport in America that I have gone to. They are truly one of a kind, and we're so lucky to have them here in Sacktown. Well, I'm very lucky to have you as a supporter here of the Locked On Kings podcast, so uh, please continue to uh, to support the show and, and join me on the show. Tomorrow, we'll have a post-game episode of Locked On Kings after Kings and Warriors from uh, San Francisco. I will not be going to that game, so I'll do a, a post-game episode from the home uh, or from my house as normal. Uh, so looking forward to uh, to that. We'll see how the Kings fare in their second meeting against the Warriors, and we'll get to see if Chris Duarte is starting again, if he's okay with his bone bruise, if we go back to the Kevin Herter starting. There's going to be a lot of things to talk about after that game, so I'll hope you join me for that. And then Thursday, we'll have a uh, Kings Jazz from Sacramento post-game pod, and then preseason will be done and we'll be getting ready for the regular season opener next Wednesday uh, against the Jazz in Utah, a game which I will be going to. I will be in Utah for that game covering uh, the Kings from Salt Lake City, so I'm really excited about that. So great content coming here on the Locked On Kings podcast. Hope you'll continue to support and continue to enjoy the show. Appreciate you as always. Can't wait to have you join me on the next episode. Until then, my name is Matt George. You've been listening to Locked On Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.